Act One of the Cradle Song by Gregorio Martinez Sierra, translated by John Garrett Underhill. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Characters Sister Joanna of the Cross, 18 years of age. Read by Annie Mars. Teresa, aged 18, read by Michelle Lee. The Prioress, aged 40, read by Adrian Stevens. The Vicaress, aged 40, read by Sonia. The Mistress of Novices, aged 36, read by Tiffany Cadenhead. Sister Marcella, aged 19, read by Jen Broda. Sister Maria Jesus, aged 19, read by Matea Bracic. Sister Sagrario, age 18, read by AMB Suite 13. Sister Inez, age 50, read by Melinda Vogel. Sister Tornera, aged 30, read by Thomas Peter. The Doctor, age 60, read by Todd. Antonio, aged 25, read by Greta Bui. The Poet, read by Alan Mapstone. A Countryman, read by David Purdy. Stage Directions, read by Larry Wilson. Act One A room opening upon the cloister of a convent of enclosed Dominican nuns. The walls are tinted soberly. The floor is tiled. Three arches at the rear. In the right wall, a large door with a wicket in it, leading to a passage communicating with the exterior. A grilled peephole for looking out. Above the door, a bell which may be rung from the street. Beside the door, an opening containing a revolving box or a wheel in which objects may be placed and passed in from the outside without the recipients being seen or a view of the interior disclosed. Not far from this wheel, a pine table stands against one of the piers of the cloister. Ancient paintings relieve the walls. Through the arches the cloister garden may be seen, with a well in the middle. Also a number of fruit trees, some greenery, and a few rose bushes. Beneath the arches, potted flowers, roses, carnations, sweet basil, herb Louisa, and balsam apple together with a number of wooden benches and rush-seated chairs, and three armchairs. As the curtain rises, the prioress is discovered seated in the largest of the armchairs, and the mistress of novices and the vicaress in the smaller ones, the former on the right, the latter on the left, well to the front. The other nuns are grouped about them, seated also. The novices, Sister Marcella, Sister Joanna of the Cross, Sister Maria Jesus and Sister Sagrario stand somewhat to the right, Sister Joanna of the Cross occupying the center of the stage. The lay sister and Sister Tonera remain standing by the table at the rear. It is broad daylight. The scene is one of cheerfulness and animation. Yes, do, do. Do let her read them. Yes, do, mother. Do say yes. Very well. You might read them, since you have written them. I am very much ashamed. 
These are the temptations of self-love, my child. And the first sin in the world was pride. They are very bad. I know you will all laugh at me. In that way we shall mortify your vanity. Besides, since we are not at school here, all that our mother will consider in them will be the intention. Begin, and do not be afraid. Sister Joanna of the Cross, reciting. To our beloved mother on the day of her blessed saint, her birthday. Most reverend mother, on this happy day, your daughters unite for your welfare to pray. We are the sheep who under your care are seeking out heaven, the path that leads there. On one side the roses, on the other the thorn. On the top of the mountain, Jesus of Mary born. To Jesus we pray, long years for your life, and for the Virgin Maria, freedom from strife. And may the years vie in good with each other, in holiness and joy, our dearly loved mother. The nuns applaud and all speak at once. Oh, how good, pretty. How good. Oh, how pretty. Oh, how pretty. Good. Very good. They are like the jewels of the Virgin. Sister Inez depreciatively. She has copied them out of a book. Sister Joanna of the Cross carried away by her triumph. Long live our mother. Long live our mother. Long live our mother. Come, you must not flatter me, my children. The verses are very pretty. Many thanks, my daughter. I did not know that we had a poet in the house. You must copy them out for me on a piece of paper, so that I may have them to read. They are copied already, Reverend Mother, if your reverence will be pleased to accept them. She offers her a roll of parchment tied elaborately with blue ribbons. The verses are written on the parchment and embellished with a border of flowers, doves, and hearts, all of which have been painted by hand. Prioress, taking and unrolling the parchment. Bless me, what clear writing and what a beautiful border. Can you paint too? No, Reverend Mother. Sister Maria Jesus copied out the verses as Sister Sagrario painted the border. Sister Marcella tied the bows. So it is a remembrance from all the novices. And all the while I knew nothing about it. The children have learned how to dissimulate very skillfully. We had permission from Mother Anna St. Francis. She gave us the ribbon and the parchment. No wonder, then. So the Mother Mistress of Novices knows also how to keep secrets? Once. Only for today. Today? You must forgive everything. Prioress smiling. The fault is not a grave one. Not unless it leads them to pride themselves upon their accomplishments. The Blessed Mother, Santa Teresa de Jesus, never permitted her daughters to do fancy work. Evil combats as where we least expect it, and ostentation is not becoming in a heart which has vowed itself to poverty and humility. Glory be to God, Mother Vicaris. But why must your reverence always be looking for five feet on the cat? Sister Marcella laughs flagrantly. That laugh was most inopportune. Sister Marcella pretending repentance, but still continuing to laugh in spite of herself. I beg your pardon, your reverence. I didn't mean it. This sister has such temptations to laugh. 
and she can't help it. Biting your tongue would help it. Don't you believe it, your reverence. No, indeed, it wouldn't. Prioress, thinking it best to intervene. Come, you must not answer back, my daughter. Today I wish to punish nobody. Nor today, nor never. What does your reverence mean by that, Mother Vicaris? What we all know, Reverend Mother, that the patience of your reverence is inexhaustible. Surely your reverence is not sorry that it is so? Not upon my account, no, for by the grace of God, I am able to fulfil my obligation and accommodate myself to the letter and spirit of our holy rule. But there are those who are otherwise, who, encouraged by leniency, may stumble and even fall. Has your reverence anything definite in mind to say? If so, say it. I have noticed for some time, and the Lord will absolve me of malice, that these temptations to love, of which Sister Marcella speaks, have been abounding in this community, and these, taken with other manifestations of self-indulgence, not any less effervescent, are signs of a certain relaxation of virtue and deportment. I hardly think we need trouble ourselves upon that account. Providence has been pleased of late to bring into our fold some tender lambs, and perhaps they do frisk a little sometimes in the pastures of the Lord. But the poor children mean no harm. Am I right in your opinion, mother, mistress of novices? You are always right in my opinion, reverend mother. Gadamu, saltum in domino. Your reverences, of course, know what you are doing. I have complied with my obligation. The bell rings at the entrance. Sister Tornera, who is an active little old woman, goes up to the grill and looks through it, after first having made a reverence to the prioress. Ave Maria Purissima. A voice outside. Conceived without sin. Is it permitted to speak with the mother abbess? Say what you have need of, brother. Then, here's a present for her from my lady, the mayor's wife, who wishes her happiness and sends her this present, and she's sorry she can't come herself to tell her, but she can't. And you know the reason. The prioress sighs, lifting up her eyes to heaven, and the others do the same, all sighing in unison. And... Even if she could on that account, she couldn't do it, because she's sick in bed, and you know the reason. God's will be done. Can the poor woman get no rest? Tell her that we will send her a jar of ointment in the name of the blessed Saint Clara, and say that these poor sisters never forget her in their prayers. They pray every day that the Lord will send her comfort. She turns the wheel by the grill, and a basket appears, neatly covered with a white cloth. Ah, and the Reverend Mother thanks her for this remembrance, and may God be with you, brother. Approaching the others with the basket which she has taken from the wheel. Poor lady, what tribulations our Lord sends into this world upon the cross of matrimony. And to her more than anybody, such a submissive creature and married to a perfect prodigal. Now that we are on the subject, 
your reverence, and have the pot by the handle, so to speak. Do your reverences know that the blasphemies of that man have completely turned his head? You heard the bells of the parish church ringing at noon yesterday. Well, that was because the mayor ordered them to be rung, because in the election at Madrid yesterday, the Republicans had the majority. God bless us. God bless us. God bless us. Did the priest give his consent to that? The priest is another sheep of the same color. He belongs to the same flock. May the Lord forgive me if I lack charity. Didn't your reverences hear the sacrilege he committed upon our poor chaplain, who was holier than God's bread? Well, he told him that he was more liberal than the mayor, and that the next thing he knew, when he least expected it, he was going to sing the introitus to the mass to the music of the hymn of Riego. Stop! Enough! It is not right to repeat such blasphemies. Yes, calumnies invented by unbelievers, the evil-minded. No such thing. Didn't Father Calixtus tell me himself while he was dressing for Mass this morning? We'll have to put a new strip pretty soon down the middle of his chasuble. What? Again? Yes, it's all worn out. It looks terribly. Poor Father Calixtus is so eloquent pounding on his chest all the time. He simply tears the silk to pieces. God's will be done. The man is a saint. And all this while we have been forgetting the present from the mayor's wife. Bring it nearer, sister. Mercy! What a big basket! It's very light, though. Oh, it's easy to see what sister has a sweet tooth. As if she didn't like sweet. Now, Sister Inez, what did we see you doing this morning? You know we caught you licking the cake pan yourself. I? Licking the pan? Your sister licking the pan? Oh, what slander! Jesus! Come, you must not be displeased, Sister Inez, for it was said only in pleasantry. Ah, Sister Marcella, Sister Marcella, do have a little more circumspection and beg your sister's pardon. Sister Marcella, kneeling before Sister Inez. Pardon me, sister, as may God pardon you, and give me your hand to kiss as penance for having offended you. That is the way my children should behave, humbly and with contrition. Sister Inez, give Sister Marcella your hand to kiss, since she begs it of you so humbly. Sister Marcella, spitefully, after kissing her hand. Aye, but what a smell of vanilla you have on your fingers. Sister, goody, we're going to have cookies for lunch. The others laugh. Sister Inez, irritated, almost in tears. Vanilla. God a mercy, vanilla. Look at me. Do my fingers smell of vanilla? Prioress imposing silence. Surely the devil must be in you, Sister Marcella, and may God forgive you for it. Go and kneel in the corner there, with your face to the wall, and make the cross with your arms while you repeat a greater station. May the Lord forgive you for it. Willingly, Reverend Mother. Sister Inez, rubbing her hands under her scapular. Too bad, too bad. I, I, I. 
old box of bones. She goes and kneels in the corner, right, but keeps smiling and turning her head while she lets herself sink back on her heels, as if not taking the penance too seriously. You may uncover the basket now, sister. Let us see what is in it. With your permission, Reverend Mother. Why, it's a cage. With a canary in it. A canary. A canary. Why so it is? Let me see. How lovely. A canary. A canary. Why so it is? Let me see. How lovely. Isn't it pretty? The dear, isn't it cunning, though? It looks as if it were made of silk. I wonder if it can sing. Of course it can sing. The mayor's wife would never send us a canary that couldn't sing. What a beautiful cage. Why, there's a scroll on the front. That isn't a scroll. It has letters on it. Why, so it has. Look and see what they say. The convent of Dominican nuns. <laughs> I'd call that a pretty airy convent. The good woman is holier than God's bread. She could not have sent me anything that would have pleased me better. I have always been anxious to have a canary. The Carmelite sisters have two lovely canaries, and they say last year on Holy Thursday they hung them in the door of the tomb they have in the church for Easter, and it was like a miracle to hear them sing. Then if ours sings, we can hang him in the church this year and take the music box away. No, for the music box is a present from the chaplain, and he would rightly be offended. We will have the box and the canary there together, and when we wind up the box, it will encourage the bird to sing. Oh, look at him now. He's taking his bath. See how he jumps. What wonders God performs. And yet there are misguided creatures who pretend that the world made itself. Sister Marcella stuck her tongue out at me. Oh, Reverend Mother, I did nothing of the kind. How nothing of the kind? Didn't I see it with my own eyes? And I was struck dumb. I said nothing of the kind, as, as that I had stuck my tongue out at Sister Inez. I stuck it out because there was a fly on the end of my nose. And since I had my arms out making the cross, I had to frighten him away with something. Reverend Mother, since this is your saint's day, won't you please excuse Sister Marcella this time? Yes, Reverend Mother. I am sure she won't do anything that's wrong again. Sister Inez is the one who has been offended, and she is the only one who has the right to request her pardon. She does. She does. She, she does. does. You, you do, do, don't, don't you, Sister Inez? Sister Inez with a wry face. Your reverence will pardon her when your reverence thinks best. Then come here, my erring daughter. She knows that I pardon her because of the day, and so as not to spoil the pleasure of her sisters. May God reward you, reverend mother. And set your veil straight, for this is the Lord's house, and it looks as if you were going to an excursion. And now to yourselves, everyone. To the novices. What are you whispering about? We were not whispering, Mother. We wanted to ask you something. And we are afraid to do it. Is it as bad as that? No, it isn't bad. But... Your reverence might think so. I might. 
I'm not so evil-minded. I... I... Our mother mistress will tell you. They mean me. Do you want me to? Yes, 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 yes do. do. With God's help I will try. Though I don't know for certain, I think what they want is for your reverence to give them permission to talk a little while they're waiting for the beginning of the fiesta. Am I right? Yes, yes, yes you, you are. are. Do, do, mother, do. do. Long live our mother. Silence, silence. What? Haven't they had talking enough today after the dispensation I allowed them this morning? The appetite always grows by what it feeds on. It is an unruly monster, and woe to her who gives it rain. If they came under my authority, I would not give them opportunity to make a single slip. For the holy apostle St. James has said, and well said, He who saith that he hath not offended by his tongue, lies. Ah, Sister Crucifixion, don't spoil this holiday for our mother. Spoil it, eh? Who pays any attention to what I say in this house? Will you promise not to whisper, nor offend the Lord with foolish talk? We, we promise. Then you may talk as much as you like until the hour for prayers. Thanks. Thanks. The bell rings at the entrance twice. Two rings. The doctor. Cover your faces. The nuns lower their veils over their faces. And pass out through the cloister. The nuns begin to file out slowly and disappear through the cloister. Sister Sagrario approaching the prioress. This sister has a felon, Reverend Mother. Remain then, and you too, Sister Maria Jesus. To Sister Tonera. Open, sister. The prioress, Sister Tonera, Sister Sagrario, and Sister Maria Jesus remain. Sister Tonera unchains, unbolts, and opens the door. The doctor enters. He is about sixty years of age. Ave Maria Purissima. Conceived without sin. He comes in. Good morning, sister. Good morning, doctor. Well, what progress are we making in holiness today? <laughs> doctor. Enough, enough. No doubt, no doubt. Discovering the prioress. Congratulations, mother. What? A heretic? And yet you remember the days of the saints? You are the saint, mother. You are the saint. Ah, you must not scandalize me before my novices. Novices? Where? Where? I said so when I came in. I smell fresh meat. Don Jose! Don Jose! But I say no more. Come, to work. To work. What is the trouble with these white lambs? Your handmaid has a felon, doctor. Eh? On the hand. And such a lovely hand. Well, we shall have to lance it, sister. What? Not now. No, tomorrow, sister. Tomorrow, unless it yields first to a poultice and five paternosters. Remember, not one less. No, doctor. And this other one, eh? Ah, doctor, she has been giving me a great deal of worry. She falls asleep in the choir. 
She sighs continually without being able to assign any reason. She cries over nothing whatever, and she has no appetite for anything but salads. How old are you? Eighteen. How long have you been in this holy house? Two years and a half. And how many more do you remain before you come to profession? Two and a half more, if the Lord should be pleased to grant this unworthy novice grace to become his bride. Let me see the face. Lift your veil. Sister Maria Jesus lifts her veil. Hmm, the Lord has not bad taste. A little pale, but well-rounded, well-rounded. Don Jose, but who ever heard of such a doctor? So, we have melancholy, then, a constant disposition to sigh, combined with loss of appetite. Well, there is nothing else for it, sister. A cold bath every morning, and afterwards, a few minutes' exercise in the garden. Exercise? Don Jose! Unless we write at once home to her mother, to hurry and fetch her, and find us a good husband for her. Oh, don't her say, but this sister has taken her vows to the church. Well, in that case, cold water. There is nothing else for it. For melancholy at eighteen, matrimony or cold water. Sister Sagrario summoning her courage. You always talk so much about it, doctor. Why don't you get married yourself? Because I am sixty, daughter. And it is fifteen years since I have felt melancholy. Besides, whom do you expect me to marry when all the pretty girls go into convents? Doctor, doctor, this conversation will become displeasing to me. Is this all the walking infirmary? Yes, doctor. And the invalid, how is she? She is the same today, doctor. Poor Sister Maria of Consolation hasn't closed her eyes all night. Don't you remember? Yesterday she said she felt as if she had a viper gnawing at her vitals. Well, today she has a frog in her throat. Goodness gracious. Come, let me see, let me see. What a continual war the devil does wage against these poor sisters. Long life, mother, and happy days. Long life to you, doctor. To Sister Tornera. Go with him, sister. And meanwhile, these children will take care of the gate. Sister Tonera takes a bell from the table, and her veil covering her face precedes the doctor through the cloister, ringing solemnly a warning. They disappear. I must repair to the choir. I fear that today I have fallen behind in devotion and prayer. Will your reverence give us permission to call the others? Yes, call them but be careful that you commit no frivolity. The prioress goes out. Sister Maria Jesus approaching one of the arches of the cloister. Sister Marcella, Sister Joanna of the Cross, Psst, come out. We are watching the grill and we have permission to talk. Sister Marcella and Sister Joanna of the Cross re-enter. What shall we talk about? Let Sister Marcella tell us a story. Yes, so that you'll all be shocked. Aye, we are not such hypocrites as that, sister. Or so that Sister Sagrario can run and tell on us to the mother mistress. Oh, thank you, sister. It wouldn't be the first time, either. 
you needn't mind me sisters i am going to sit here in the corner and work and you can talk about whatever you please i shan't hear you she takes a pair of pincers some beads and a piece of wire out of her pocket and sitting down in a corner begins to string a rosary oh come on sister don't be foolish they all surround her and finally she allows herself to be persuaded after many expressions of protest like a small child who says i won't play why if they haven't forgotten the canary poor thing how do you like to be left in this nest of silly women little fellow let's open the cage what for so that he can fly away silly if he wants to no no our mother wouldn't like that he would like it though come on she opens the door of the cage fly out sweetheart fly away the world is yours you are free he doesn't fly out he doesn't budge stupid don't you see what a bright sunny day it is they say canaries are born in cages and see now he doesn't care to fly away he'd rather stay shut up all his life like us nuns then you're a great fool birdie she shuts the door of the cage god made the air for wings and he made wings to fly with while he might be soaring away above the clouds he is satisfied to stay here all day shut up in his cage hopping between two sticks and a leaf of lettuce what sense is there in a bird ay mother and what wouldn't i give to be a bird yes what wouldn't you give to be a bird they say that the swallows fly away every year over the ocean and nobody knows where they go i often dream that i am flying in the night time that is not flying but floating just floating in the air without wings i often dream that i am running fast oh so fast and that i am skipping downstairs without ever touching my feet to the ground or to the stairs isn't it nice though and how disappointed you are when you wake up and find out after all that it isn't so and that it was only a dream i have dreamed that dream so many times that now when i wake up i hardly know whether it is the truth or a dream what do you suppose it is that makes you dream the same dream so many times i don't know unless it is because it is the things you want to do and you can't and so you do them in dreams what nice things you want to do but then what good would it be if you could do them for instance if we had wings like birds where would we fly i i would fly to the end of the world i to the holy land to mount calvary i would fly to bethlehem and to the garden of nazareth where the virgin lived with her child how do you know that there is a garden at nazareth of course there is a garden there with a brook running by it the song says so the virgin washed his garments and hung them on the rose the little angels sing and the water onwards flows there was a garden too by our house in the village with a big rose bush on the border of a brook that ran by it i used to kneel beside the brook and sing that song while i washed my baby brother's clothes 
for there were seven of us children, and I was the oldest. And that's what I miss most. Drying her eyes with her hands. Ay, mother, and I always cry when I think of that baby boy. But it isn't right, I know. He loved me more than he did mother, and the day that they took me away to the convent and I left home, he cried. He cried so that it nearly broke his little baby heart. I have a brother and a sister, but they are both older than I am. My sister married two years ago, and now she has a baby. She brought him here once to show me. I remember. He stuck his little hand in through the grill, and your sister kissed it. Did you ever think of how soft baby's hands are? Whenever I take communion, I try to think I am receiving our Lord as a little child, and I take and press him like this to my heart, and then it seems to me like he is so little and so helpless that he can't refuse me anything. And then I think that he is crying, and I pray to the Virgin to come and help me quiet him. And if I wasn't ashamed, because I know you would all laugh at me, I'd croon to him then and rock him to sleep and sing him baby songs. The bell rings by the grill. The bell? I wonder who it is. Better ask. That's why they left us here. Who'll do it? I won't, I'm afraid. So am I. You are not usually so bashful, I must say. I'll ask, though I was the last to enter the house. Going up to the grill, she says, Ave Maria Purissima. A moment's silence. No one answers. Try again. Say it louder. Ave Maria Purissima. Nothing this time, either. Sister Maria Jesus summoning her courage. Ave Maria Purissima. Another silence. The novices look at each other in surprise. It is very strange. It must be spirits. Oh, I'm afraid. Nonsense. It's some little boy who has rung the bell on his way home from school so as to be funny. Peep through the hole and see if anybody's there. Sister Marcella stooping down to look. No, nobody. But it looks as if there was something on the wheel. Yes. Let me see. Yes. Can't you turn it? She turns the wheel and a second basket appears, carefully covered with a white cloth like the first. A basket? Another present for our mother. Of course it is, and here's a paper tied fast to it. Sister Joanna of the Cross, reading, but without unfolding the paper. For the Mother Prairis. Didn't I tell you? Somebody wants to give her a surprise. I wonder if it's Don Calixtus, the chaplain. Of course it is, child. Or maybe it's the doctor. No, he was just here and he didn't say anything about it. All the same, it might be from him. Maybe he wants to keep it a secret. Let's take it off the wheel. Sister Marcella lifting and carrying it to the table. We'd better put it here by the canary. My, but it's heavy. I wonder what it is. Let's lift the corner and see. No, for curiosity is a sin. What of it? Come on, let's do it. Who will ever know? She lifts the corner of the cloth a little and starts back quickly. Aye! 
Sister Joanna of the Cross hurrying to look. Jesus! Sister Maria Jesus looking too. Ave Maria! Sister Sagrario following. God bless us! The convent is aroused at the cry of Sister Marcella. Presently the prioress, the vicaress, the mistress of the novices, and the other nuns enter from different directions. What is the matter? Who called out? Who gave that shout? Is anything wrong? The four novices, trembling, stand with their backs to the basket, their bodies hiding it completely. It is easy to see it was Sister Marcella. What has happened? Speak. Why are you all standing in a row, like statues? Has anything happened to you? No, Reverend Mother. Not to us, but... No, Reverend Mother, it's... Someone rang the bell by the wheel, and we looked, and there was nobody there. And they left a basket, this basket, and... And your sister had the curiosity to undo it. Naturally, you couldn't do otherwise. And it's... Well, what is it? It's... I... I think it would be better for your reverence to look yourself. By all means, let me see. She goes up to the basket and uncovers it. Ave Maria! A baby! A baby? A baby? A baby? A baby? The vicaress, horrified, crosses herself. Prioress falling back. Your reverences may see for yourselves. The nuns hurry up to the basket and surround it. Ave Maria! How can such an insignificant object be so pink? It's asleep. See it open its little hands? Why, it has hair under the edge of its cap. It is like an angel. A pretty angel for the Lord to send us. Aye, Mother Vicaress, you mustn't say that. Where do you come from, little one? From some nice place, you may be sure. Who can tell, Mother? There is so much poverty in the world, so much distress. There is so much vice, Reverend Mother. You say that there was nobody at the grill? Nobody. No, Mother. The bell rang. We answered, but there was nobody there. Sister Sagrario picking up the paper which has fallen to the floor. Here is a paper which came with it. The prioress taking the paper. For the Mother Prioress. An appropriate present for your reverence. Yes, it is a letter. She unfolds the paper and begins to read. Reverend Mother, forgive the liberty which a poor woman takes, trusting in your grace's charity, of leaving at the grill this newborn babe. I, my lady, am one of those they call women of the street, and I assure you I am sorry for it, but this is the world, and you can't turn your back on it and it costs as much to go down as it does to go up, and that is what I am writing to tell you, my lady. The truth is, this little girl hasn't any father, that is to say, it is the same as if she didn't have any, and I, who am her mother, I leave her here, although it costs me something to leave her, for although one is what one is, one isn't all bad, and I love her as much as any mother loves her baby, though she is the best lady in the land." but all the same, though she came into this world without being wanted by anyone, she doesn't deserve to be the daughter of the woman she is. 
above all, my lady, of her father, and I don't want her to have to blush for having been born the way she was, nor for having the mother she has, and to tell it to me to my face, and I pray by everything you hold dear, my lady, that you will protect her and keep her with you in this holy house, and you won't send her to some orphanage or asylum, for I was brought up there myself, and I know what happens in them, although the sisters are kind, yes they are, and have pity. And some day, when she grows up and she asks for her mother, you must tell her that the devil has carried her away, and I ask your pardon, for I must never show myself to her, nor see her again, nor give you any care nor trouble, so you can do this good work in peace, if you will do it, for I implore you again, my lady, that you will do it for the memory of your own dear mother, and God will reward you, and she will live in peace, and grow up as God wills, for what the eyes have not seen, the heart cannot understand, my lady. Bless us, Ave Maria. Poor woman! Baby dear, darling baby. What pretty mothers the Lord selects for his children. God moves in his own ways, sister. God moves in his own ways. Is that all the letter says? What more could it say? The doctor and Sister Tonera have re-entered during the reading. Exactly. What more could it say? What do you think, Don Jose? I think that somebody has made you a very handsome present. But what are we going to do with it? Because I, this poor woman, she has put this poor creature into our hands, and I would protect her willingly, as she asks, and keep her here with us. Yes, 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 mother, yes, mother. Yes, mother. do, do. 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 Silence! But I don't know if we can, that is, if it is right, if it is according to law, for when we enter this holy rule, we renounce all our rights, and to adopt a child legally, I don't know whether it can be done. How does it seem to you? I agree with you. Legally, you have no right to maternity. And even if we had... Would it be proper for our children to be the offspring of ignominy and sin? I would not raise that question, Reverend Mother, for the child is not responsible for the sin in which she was born, and her mother, in renouncing her motherhood, has bitterly paid the penalty. Yes, it didn't cost her much to renounce it. Do we know, Mother? Do we know? We can guess. It is easy enough to go scattering children about the world if all you have to do is leave them to be picked up afterwards by the first person who happens along. How easy it is might be a matter for discussion. There are aspects of it which are not so easy. Oh, she's opened her mouth. The little angel is hungry. She's sucking her thumb. Make her take her thumb out of her mouth. She'll swallow too much and then she'll have a pain. Don't suck you fingers, baby. Isn't she good, though? You stop her playing and she doesn't cry. There is another thing we must consider. What are we to do for a nurse? The gardener's wife has a little boy she is nursing now. In that case, I hardly think she would care to be responsible for two. But it won't be any trouble. She's so tiny. Besides, we can help her out with cow's milk and a little pap. The milk will keep on the ice, and we can clear it with a dash of tea. It is easy to see 
Sister Joanna of the Cross has had experience with children. Your handmaid has six little brothers and sisters. Ah, Reverend Mother, give her to me to take care of, and then you will see how strong she'll grow up. Nothing else was needed to complete the demoralization of the novices. You can see for yourselves how naturally they take to this dissipation. I want you to tell me frankly what you think, all of you. Your it sister seems to me, the Reverend's mother. Prioress is smiling. But one at a time? It is an angel which the Lord has sent us, and your sister thinks that we ought to receive her like an angel with open arms. Of course we ought. Suppose, your reverences, it hadn't been a little girl, but, uh, I don't know, some poor animal, a dog, a cat, or a dove, like the one which flew in here two years ago and fell wounded in the garden, trying to get away from those butchers at the pigeon traps. Wouldn't we have taken it in? Wouldn't we have cared for it? And wouldn't it have lived happy forever afterward in its cage? And how can we do less for a creature with a soul than for a bird? We must have charity. I am glad the mother mistress of novices has brought up the incident of that bird, for it will absolve me from bringing it up, as it might seem, with some malice. It was against my advice that that creature was received into this house, and afterward we had good reason to regret it, with this one saying, Yes, I caught him, and that one, No, I took care of him, and another, He opens his beak whenever I pass by, and another, See him flap his wings, he does it at me. Vanities, sophistries, deceits, all of them, snares of the devil continually. And if all this fuss was about a bird, what will happen to us with a child in the house? This one will have to dress it, that one will have to wash it, another will be boasting, it is looking at me, another that it's at her that it goggles most. There is Sister Joanna of the Cross making faces at it already. What did your reverence say? Dissipation, and more dissipation. Your reverences should remember that when we passed behind these bars, we renounced forever all personal, all selfish affection. Is it selfish to give a poor foundling a little love? It is for us. Our God is a jealous God. The scriptures tell us so. Bless us. Mercy me. And this quite apart from other infractions of our order, which such indulgence must involve. For example, your reverences, and I among the first, take no account of the fact that at this very moment we are transgressing our rule. We are conversing with our faces unveiled, in the presence of a man. That is true. Ladies, as far as I am concerned... Take no account of me. No, Doctor, you are of no account. I beg your pardon, Don Jose. I hardly know what I'm saying. Your reverence is right. Cover yourselves, that is. It makes no difference. The harm has been done only once. But comply with your consciences. The vicar's covers her face. The others, hesitating, wait for the prioress, who makes a movement to do so, but then desists. The vigorous, when she is covered, cannot see that she has become the victim of the rest. 
but where were we? I confess that my heart prompts me to keep the child. The doctor already has told us that we have no right to maternity. But the child is God's child, and she is returning to her father's mansion. God has other mansions for his abandoned children. Don't send her to the asylum. No. Her mother entreats us. Her mother is not her mother. She has abandoned her. She has not abandoned her. She has entrusted her to others who seemed worthier to undertake her keeping. Unholy egotism. Christian heroism. So, we are coining phrases, are we? Is this a convent or an illustrated weekly? Life is hard to some people and thorny. Yes, and into the details of it, it is not becoming for us to go, since by the grace of God, we have been relieved from the temptations and the frailties of the world. All the more, then, we ought to have compassion on those who have fallen and are down. Compassion? Mush and sentiment. The veil of charity. Silence. Let us not begin by rending it, irritating ourselves and aggravating each other. Don Jose, I suppose this birth will have to be reported? It will, madam. To the register. But then they will take her away. If nobody wants her. But if you have made up your minds you would like to keep her, I think I can propose a solution. A solution that is legal? Perfectly. Thanks be to God, I am a single man. But although I am not a saint, yet I cannot take to myself the credit of having augmented the population of this country by so much as a single soul. I have not a penny, that is true, but like everybody else, I have a couple of family names. They are at the service of this little stranger, if they will be of use to her. She will have no father and no mother. I cannot help that. But she will have an honorable name. Do you mean to say... That I am willing to adopt her. Exactly. And to entrust her to your care, because my own house. The fact is, the hands of Donna Cecilia are a little rough for handling these tiny Dresden dolls, and perhaps I might prove a bit testy myself. The neighbors all say that the air grows blue if my coat rubs against me as I walk down the street. <laughs> I'll laugh. Besides, I am sure Sister Crucifixion is better equipped for the robing of saints. Doctor, God help us both. Is it agreed? God reward you for it. Yes, in spite of everything. We shall notify the superior immediately. It is not necessary that the child should live in the cloister. She can remain with the gardener's wife until she has grown older and enter here later when she has the discretion to do so. She has been entrusted to our hands and it is our duty to take care of her, a duty of conscience. If I cannot be of further service, I will go and I will speak to the register. As you go... Be so kind as to ask the gardener's wife to come in. We must see if she will take charge of the child and nurse her, and tell her also to bring with her some of her little boy's clothes. Yes, for we shall have to make a change immediately. We shall? Not a change, but a beginning. Good afternoon, ladies. 
Good afternoon, Good afternoon, Don Jose. Don Jose. Good afternoon, Don Jose. The doctor goes out. A pause. Sisters, may God pardon us if we have acted in this with aught but the greatest purity of motive. I hope and pray that his grace will absolve us of offence, nor find us guilty of having loved too much one of his poor children. This child shall be brought up in the shadow of this house, for we may say that her guardian angel has delivered her at the door. From this hour forth we are all charged with the salvation of her soul. The Lord has entrusted to us an angel, and we must return to him a saint. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. We will, Reverend Mother. And now bring her to me, Sister Joanna of the Cross, for as yet it can scarcely be said that I have seen her. Looking at the child. Lamb of God, sleeping as quietly in her basket as if it were a cradle of pure gold. What is it that children see when they are asleep that brings to their faces an expression of such peace? They see God and the Virgin Mary. Maybe the angel who watches over them whispers in their ears and tells them about heaven. Who can say, but it is a comfort to the soul to see a child asleep? It makes you want to be a saint, Reverend Mother. Will your reverence grant me permission to give her a kiss? Oh, no, for it hasn't been baptized yet, and it is a sin to kiss a heathen. She is right. We must send for the chaplain and have her baptized immediately. What shall we call her? Teresa, after our beloved mother. Maria of the Miracles. Bienvenida. A large bell rings outside. The summons to the choir. We can decide later. Let us go. The nuns file out slowly, looking at the child as they go. Remain with her, Sister Joanna of the Cross. You understand, children, and wait for the coming of the gardener's wife. Follow the devotions from where you are, and do not let your attention falter. All the nuns go out except Sister Joanna of the Cross, who bends over the basket, then sinks on her knees beside it. The choir is heard within, led by a single nun in solo, the responses being made in chorus, in which Sister Joanna of the Cross joins. While the nun is leading, Sister Joanna of the Cross talks and plays with the child. Then she makes her responses with the others. In nomine Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto. Sister Joanna of the Cross crosses herself and says with the other nuns, Amen. Amen. Sister Joanna of the Cross, to the child. Pretty one, pretty one. Deus in agitorium, meum, intende. Sister Joanna of the Cross, to the child. Do you love me, sweetheart? Do you love me? Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto. But this time Sister Joanna of the Cross makes no response. Instead, she bends over the basket, embracing the child passionately, oblivious of all else, and says, Little one, little one, 
Whom do you love? Curtain. End of Act One.